Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. And no, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> Woo, I'm so pumped right now. Anyhow, I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm just going to be answering your questions. Man, it's, you know, I've, it's been a crazy last few weeks and I've gotten a number of questions that I haven't gotten around to answering on the podcast. Well, today, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be answering all those questions that came and I have five questions that were called in by five people on topics like promoting your ebooks to me disappearing from iTunes, duplicate content, AdSense, bans, and getting in problems at work. All that kind of stuff coming up today on this episode. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Ah, so much has been happening that I am just so excited. Uh, as you probably know, I'm, my wife and I are expecting our first little one. His name is Noah, and he's kicking, he's thriving, he's he's just about ready to pop out and come into this world, and we are just about ready to have him. We got our crib. I set it up a few weeks ago. Um, we have a bassinet for him to sleep in for the first few weeks. We, we got a bunch of clothes and a bunch of stuff, and all the, you, if you've ever had a child, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about right now. And we're very excited. Uh, her parents are in from the Bahamas. They're here for two weeks. So hopefully they'll be here to see um, for the birth of little Noah and be able to spend some time with him and all that stuff if everything goes according to plan. As of right now, what's today's day? Today is the 18th, Sunday the 18th as I'm recording this, and he is supposed to be appearing, making his grand entrance on Sunday, November 25. So just in seven days, he's supposed to show up. But I have a feeling, I just have a feeling that he's going to show up a little sooner. I've been telling my class um, where I work, I've been telling my students that I think he's going to come on the 19th at 2 p.m. Well, tomorrow's the 19th. So we'll see what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I just might be wrong, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you guys up to date as to what's going on. Anyhow, before I get into answering these questions, I want to make an announcement. Maybe you know about it already. Maybe you don't know about it as yet. But if you don't know, now you'll know and you can take advantage of this. I just released a 100% free course on email marketing. It's called Email Marketing Setup. And you can find it at emailmarketingsetup.com. If you go there, it's going to redirect you to the page on Become a Blogger, uh, where you can opt in to sign up for these 10 free videos on getting your email marketing campaigns up and running 
using Aweber, uh, the, the service that I, I've, I've used since the beginning and I love and I think it's awesome. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, try to get it set up and, and try to get started with email marketing because your list is like the most important asset when it comes to building your blog. So a lot of people go over there and they, they sign up and they're not sure what to do. So I decided to put together a, a free email marketing setup video training series. And I want to tell you exactly what's in it um, because it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it, if you know my style, I'm a very step-by-step. Uh, I, I like to go very step-by-step. I like to show you all of the little details as to how you get things set up. Um, so in the 10 free videos, this is what I'm covering. Number one, I'm talking about what is email marketing and why all bloggers should get into it and, and why they should use Aweber. Number two, I'm talking about how to, I'm, I'm going to show you how to sign up for an Aweber account, then how to set up your email list, how to create opt-in forms, how to add the opt-in forms to your blog, how to set up your follow-up sequence, how to send a, an email broadcast message, how to set up blog broadcasts where people get automatically emailed whenever you post a new blog post with that blog post in their email address, which is called RSS to email. I'm going to I'm talking about automation rules for segmentation. If you don't know what that is, go ahead and sign up. You'll learn what that is. And lastly, I, I go into Aweber statistics and show you exactly how to analyze it, how to set it up um, in the way that you need to set it up and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun stuff, but not only are you getting the videos with this free course, I decided to go all out for this one. So with this free course, you get the videos, you get the MP3 downloads, you get the PDF transcript, which is something that I've done in the past, but then you also get a step-by-step guide which shows you screenshots walking you through the process of how to do everything I show you how to do. So not only do you have the video, if you just want to remember how to do one quick thing, you can jump in there and go to the screenshot for that particular tutorial and be able to see exactly where to go. So that just you know makes it really easy to, to follow along. And then... I have an action sheet uh, at, the be- at the bottom of every video. You'll see a-, a checklist which gives you some action steps that you need to do. And you can actually check them off as you go through and complete that step. And there's a place for you to take notes right beneath the video. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I, I accept it. It's all good. But it's so awesome. I mean, I, I-, 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 I really love the way it's set up. And I'm excited to share it with you. Um, so the, the reason, the only reason I have you opt in, well, besides, you know, building my list, really is so that you can keep track of the steps that you've taken and you can take notes and so on. And to do that, you need to have a membership. Um, at least that's the way we set it up. That's the only way I know how to do it. So um, just head on over to free, I mean, sorry, to emailmarketingsetup.com and you'll get those 10 free videos. Okay, enough about that. I'm excited, as you can tell, and I hope you find a ton of value from those videos. If you do, and if even if you don't, just get, leave me some feedback and let me know exactly what you think about it. Anyhow, so 
we're going to get into five questions that were called in. Um, just before I get into that, I want to let you know, just in case maybe you're, you're new to this podcast, you're not sure how all of this works, but you can always call in questions on my hotline. And there are actually now two ways to do that. You can go to becomeablogger.com slash feedback. And if you go to becomeablogger.com slash feedback, there's going to be a button that you can click on and record directly from your computer what your message is. And when you record it, you can listen to it. You can say, I, I don't really like how that sounds. Let me re-record it. And then when it's perfect, you can send it in and I will answer your question on this show. Alternatively, and this is what most people are used to doing, you can call the hotline and the hotline's number is... 888-835-2414. And that is my beautiful wife singing that for you so that you can get that ingrained in your mind and you can always call that number and ask questions about anything related to blogging, internet marketing, online business, just any of that stuff. I am very excited to help you out on this podcast. So feel free to do that any time of day, any time of night. All right, let's get into the questions. I have five questions that were called in. The first one is from Alan from alaninternetmarketing.com, and it's about advice for promoting his ebook that he just created, how, how he can go about doing that. Then Bob Skelton from networkmarketersjournal.com called in to ask about me dropping off from iTunes. Uh, Jason from applicationtalk.com wants to know if he should be worried about duplicate content. Uh, Kathy from leanbodyworks.com was banned from AdSense and she wants to know what to do. I have some suggestions. And then Paul calls to ask how I deal with having a blog that's related to the industry that I work in without getting into any problems. So we're going to take those in that, or, uh, in that order, in that sequence, and we're going to start first with Alan from alaninternetmarketing.com. So take it away, Alan. Hello, Leslie. This is Alain from Alain Internet Marketing. I started a blog about four months ago. I kept on reading statistics from Google pointing out that 60% of small business do not have an online presence. So I decided to build a blog dedicated to help a small business become visible in the Internet. Also, I took your advice from many of your podcasts and I created a product. I wrote an ebook called Make Your Small Business Big on the Internet, which is now for sale at the Amazon Kindle Store. My question is, do you have some advice on which will be the best way to promote my ebook to create sales? I know that this is a very broad question, but it will be very nice to hear your opinion. Thank you, Leslie. All right, Alan, thank you so much for calling in that. And also, thank you for taking action because, you know, a lot of people listen to my podcast. A lot of people go through my training and and there are some that really stand out as people that take action. And I applaud you for doing that. You've written your first ebook, and that is great. What I like is that you, you know that your focus for building your blog is, yes, uh, talking about online marketing and, and, and business and all that kind of stuff. But you're, you're focusing specifically on small businesses and helping them going, uh, helping them get going. So it's not, it's not about someone that just wants to start a blog. Um, you have decided to focus on a niche, which is helping small business owners get started. And, and you know, this, this isn't related to your question, but I think that's an excellent um, blog topic that you can actually go 
go out there and, and link the offline with the online. So you can go to small businesses in your area and talk to them about different things that they can do to, to get their business online and the benefits of doing that and so on. And there's so, I just think there's so much that can be done there. Yes, there are a lot of people out there that are doing it, but there's no one like you uh, that's doing it. So um, way to go and keep up the good work. So to answer your question, you want to know about how you go about promoting your ebook and getting sales, making money with that ebook, of course, because that's one of your primary goals um, with that ebook. Now, I want to emphasize something here because this is something that a lot of people overlook. A lot of people think, you know what, I am going to build a blog and uh, create an ebook, and when I create my ebook, a lot of people are just going to buy it. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. That is not the way it goes. In fact, I've been, I've been listening to a podcast about, uh, well, a, a number of podcasts, and I've been listening to a n- number of interviews and a number of authors talk about um, publishing. And what I've realized is that even traditional publishers today, large publishers or, 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 or even medium-sized publishers, they won't publish your book, or it's much harder to get them to publish your book, um, almost won't publish publish your book unless you have a platform. If you do not have a platform, and by a platform I mean a place where uh, you, you are exposed to an audience, a place where people are coming to hear from you. Um, for example, a blog. A blog is an excellent platform. And if you don't have a platform where you already have an audience, they aren't, they aren't going to be willing to work with you, even if your book is awesome, because that platform gives you an edge. Um, and there's a book that I read recently called Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, written by Michael Hyatt, um, who, who, who was the, 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 I forgot exactly what he was, uh, is either the CEO or something of that sort of Thomas Nelson Publishing, and he knows a lot about publishing. And he's, he, 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 he wrote this book, Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, and the premise of his book is everyone needs to have a platform. And I fully agree with this statement, which is why I am so into blogging, I am so into teaching people to blog, and so into helping people to get their blogs up and running and, and, and building an audience, a loyal following, and all that stuff. So it, it's a very important thing. So even though you have an ebook, even though you have a product for sale, even though you have you know, stuff that you want to get out there, you need to build your platform, okay? So the most important thing is making sure that you are building this platform that you can use to expose your audience to your product, to your ebook, to your, your, your physical book, to whatever it is you have to sell online. So, so that is very important, and I want you to keep that in mind. As you build your audience you are going to build exposure for that book if you do it the right way, all right? That's not a once, a, a, a quick, easy, overnight thing that happens. It happens over time. So that being said, I want to talk about some specific things that you can do to help you get your book, um, to help you start selling your ebook. First things first, this is what I recommend for you to do. Get a sales page up, Okay. Get your sales page up. Even though it's in the Kindle store, you want to have a page that you can send people to 
to announce your book, to present what your book is about, to show people why they really want to get this because it's offering them so much value that they should be willing or they will be willing to purchase that. You need to get your sales page up. Um, that's the first thing. Now, in order to do that, you're going to have to have graphics. And I assume that you do have you know, an e-cover and all those types of things. So you want to make sure to get that done. Do it well. Um, that's something that I recommend for you to outsource. Get someone to design that for you so that you can have that um, because you need to have that place where you can send them to and you need to have a, a, a visually appealing cover to, to capture people's attention. The next thing I would recommend for you to do before, you know, the other stuff that I'm going to talk about <laughs> is to create promotional resources, things like banners and the graphics um, that are going to help you to promote this ebook that you've created. And then you want to make it extremely obvious that you have it for sale. Now, if I go to alaninternetmarketing.com, let me do that really quick. Um, I was just there a little while ago checking it out. But if I go to alaninternetmarketing.com, um, what I notice is that there's no ebook for sale. Okay? I'm sure you do have it for sale somewhere, but I don't see it. My recommendation is to have it up there, make it very clear that it's available because as you grow your platform, as you build your blog, people need to know that your product, your ebook exists. So make that very obvious. Okay? That's the first thing that I would like to tell you to do. Now, once you have that all set up, you have your sales page with your promotional graphics and it's obvious that it exists, the next thing I would recommend for you to do is to create content that's related to that particular ebook. I mean, create blog posts that are relevant, create videos, audios, or a training series, whatever it is you think that you can put together to educate people and to inform people about certain aspects of business or whatever it is you're, you're blogging about that are related to that ebook, that is what you want to be doing. Because the more content you put out there, um, the, 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 the more potential you have for people finding that content. And then if they're finding that content and it's very relevant um, and they see you have a book that's very relevant to it, then they are going to be more likely to purchase that book. Uh, so, so that's the next thing that I would recommend for, for you to do. First things first, you want to get all the stuff taken care of that you need to have, all the, the, the sales page, promotional resources, and making sure that it's obvious that it's there. The next thing is creating content, high-value content that's related to what you're talking about in that book. The third thing that I would recommend, another thing that you can do, is guest posting on related blogs. Now, this is something that can be a little tricky because you know everyone wants to guest post on a very popular blog, but sometimes it takes doing a smaller blog first to get yourself used to the process, to get yourself more exposure, and to give you the experience that you need to move on to bigger and better things. Um, so try to see if you can uh, guest post on blogs even if it's small, and then work your way up to bigger and bigger blogs. And then, of course, you're linking back to your content. You're linking back to your product that you have for sale, your ebook that is very relevant, um, focused on providing a ton of value 
in doing that. But guest posting is another good way to get um, exposure. And the last one I'm going to mention is social media. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, using these sites to connect with others that are interested in, in, in this type of content and, and engaging them in relevant discussion. And if you do that, you'd be surprised to see how, how much traffic that you can get for your blog and hence for your ebook. All right, so I, those are just a few things. Make sure you have the, the, the pages and the resources set up and that it's obvious. Number two, create content that's related to your book. Number three, do guest posts on related blogs. Number four, use social media to get the word out there because you're connecting with others that are, are interested in that topic. And by doing that, you'd be surprised at how much traffic that can bring back to your blog. Hope that answered your question, Alan. I mean, there's so much more that I can say on the topic, but um, I'm going to leave it there for now. Now I'm going to move on to Bob Skelton from NetworkMarketersJournal.com. So take it away, Bob. Hi, Leslie. This is Bob Skelton from NetworkMarketersJournal.com. Um, I wanted to let you know I thoroughly enjoy your podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Uh, the one question that I have is, uh, did you drop off of iTunes? Uh, my iTunes uh, uh, updated, but uh, I didn't get your last two podcasts. I went to the blog to get them, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the episode 93 with Kim. Uh, what a great, a great uh, podcast. A lot of super information. Thank you very much for her interview. I would like to see more like that. Thank you again. We'll talk again. Bye. All right, Bob. Well, thank you so much for that feedback. It's great to know that you're finding value in the content. And I will definitely be having more interviews like that in the future. So stay tuned. Um, <laughs> to answer your question, yes, I did drop off of iTunes and I didn't even know. So thank you so much for calling that in. When I got that message, I, 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 I looked at my iTunes feed and I noticed that, hey, my, my latest episodes weren't showing up. Um, so I went in there and I fixed something. There was one little tweak that I needed to do and I took care of that. So they are all in iTunes now and it should be updating regularly. Um, and if for any reason any of you notice that ha that happens in the future, make sure to call into the hotline and let me know um, so that I can take care of that immediately. All right. The next question is from Jason from applicationtalk.com. Take it away, Jason. Hi, Leslie. My name is Jason. I blog at applicationtalk.com. I recently heard one of your podcasts with Kim Roach, and you guys talked about driving traffic to your blog or website. You guys talked about uh, guest posting and, and submitting your blog posts to numerous different websites. And my question is, I've always heard that it's not a good idea uh, to have duplicate content on the web, that this would hurt your uh, Google rankings, things like that. And I was just hoping you could talk about that and uh, if that's a problem of how that would be affected or if it matters at all. Thanks. Keep up what you keep up the good work. Bye. Hey Jason, thank you so much for calling in that question. Uh, you know that that episode with Kim, it it seemed to be a very popular one that a lot of people really enjoyed. Um, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it also. I know she she brought a lot of value to the table in that interview. Now, when it comes to duplicate content, duplicate content, here's my rule: it's a no-no. You don't want to be putting duplicate content out there. And, and just in case you're not sure what what we mean by duplicate content. Um, 
if I post a blog post on my blog or I post post content on my blog and I go somewhere else and I post the same exact content, um, it is very likely or it's very possible for me to be penalized by Google um, and my search engine rankings can be affected by that. So I never recommend for you to do um to post the same content in two places. My recommendation is you need to be creating unique content. And that is what you want to put out there. Whether you're doing, you know, guest posts or or posting in a forum or posting, uh, you know, wherever it is you're posting, in my opinion, my perspective is make sure that content is 100% unique. Now, there are a number of ways of doing this. Um, you can create all of that content yourself, and that takes a lot of work. Um, however, when it comes to content, for me, content is king. Content is what drives my online business. And because it's so important, I want that every piece of content that represents me, that represents my brand, that is my content that I have worked on um, in terms of if it has my name attached to it. If, it's, if it has my name attached to it, I want to make sure that that is high quality content and it's content that I've written so I can vouch for the quality. Now, that's not the only way to do it. You know, I know there are a number of people that recommend using programs that are called article spinners. And what those programs do is you, you take your blog post, you put it into an article spinner, and it then goes through and, and rearranges it, reorganizes it, puts in synonyms, and, and, and changes it in a way that it becomes a unique article. Now, I am not a fan of this. And I am not down, you know, talking bad about anyone that uses it. You know, if it works for you, that's great. But for me, you know, if you have a program that is writing content for you or arranging content for you, there are bound to be some things that just won't make sense. And yes, it does fine for, you know, not being duplicate content. So it may not get penalized by the search engines. But for me, it's still content that represents me. And I want to make sure that all the content that represents me has my 100% stamp of approval. Now, there are some other things that you can do. You can outsource article writing. And you, this is not my favorite. But you know what? I have done this. Um, back in 2009, I think, 2009 or 2010, I'm pretty sure it was 2009. Uh, my, my friend and I, Chris Deals from DayJobKnockout.com, we bought a forum when we were doing freebie trading. It was a freebie trading forum. What that means is not important. <laughs> but one of the things that we decided to do um, was to outsource article creation. And we did that because we were, we were submitting articles to a bunch of different directories. And we didn't mind doing that because that wasn't necessarily content that had my name attached to it. Um, it was still good quality content. We paid money for it and we wanted to make sure it was you know, pretty decent content. And we put it out there as content that is related to our niche, which at the time was freebie trading. And that did drive a significant amount of traffic. Now, article marketing is not as effective today as it has been in the past, but it is still something that does work. And I know that there are people out there that are still doing it and still seeing significant results from it. Um, so that's another way you can do it. You can outsource article creation. 
Or you can build a team of contributors. When we were doing that forum, another thing that we did was we, we did a, a free training program teaching people how to write articles and to do some marketing. And we actually started an internship program where we had members of the, the, the forum community join and their jobs or part of their job was to create content and put it out there and we show them exactly how to do it. It wasn't a paid thing, but in exchange for them learning about internet marketing, they were marketing for us. So there are a number of created, creative ways that you can go about doing this so that you can avoid having duplicate content. Whether you're creating it your, on, on your own or you're outsourcing it or you're building a team of contributors that are, are contributing content to market your blog, whatever works for you, and whatever makes sense for you, then that's what you want to do. So I hope that helps. Duplicate content, not a fan. In my opinion, a big no-no, and you don't want to be doing that. All right, so then I have a question from Kathy from LeanBodyWorks.com. Take it away, Kathy. Hi, this is Kathy from LeanBodyWorks.com. I'm an affiliate marketer, and I've been taking a lot of your advice, and I really appreciate your kindness and your... You're just so sweet. I really appreciate you. My question is about AdSense. I applied for AdSense, and even before I could put in my code, they um, disabled it and said I was um, involved in invalid activity, which I was not, and I I appealed it, but um, I just think there was some sort of misunderstanding on the, on, ads, on Google's part, and um, I really only wanted to use it for YouTube. So my question is, what do, what should I, what can I do for recourse at this time? Um, if I reapply, I suppose I'd have to like become a whole different person, and I hate doing that. Uh, it's not like it's not me. So I'm wondering if you have any advice for me. Thanks a lot, and I appreciate all that you do, Leslie. God bless, and good luck with your baby, your upcoming child to be born. All right, bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Anytime you mention my baby, you get me all excited. And ah, Okay. Um, Kathy, thank you so much for your call. I'm so glad that you're finding value in what I'm doing. That makes me feel like what I'm doing is worth it. Um, so thank you so much for saying that. Now, when it comes to being banned from AdSense, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. I, too, was banned from AdSense. Yes, yes, yes. I was banned from AdSense. However, unlike you, I was banned with good reason. Uh, I remember the first time I found out about AdSense back in 1999. 1999. I was so excited because I was getting into, uh, you know, web design and and building websites with HTML and all that fun stuff, and it was just exciting for me. Now, I found out about AdSense, and I found out that there was this site that you can sign up and and put a code on your website. It's gonna show ads, and anytime anyone clicks on it, you're gonna get paid. When I heard that, I was in college, I was so excited. So I put it on my site, and you know what I did? I went and I just started clicking and clicking and, <laughs> and clicking. I went to a computer lab, and I used all the different computers there and just went clicking and clicking and went to another one and clicked and clicked and clicked. And I saw, you know, $0.10, cents, $0.20, cents, a dollar, a dollar fifty, and I'm getting excited. 
within a few weeks, I was up to eighty something dollars, and I, you know, I probably shouldn't be admitting this, but I'm, I, I, I'm open with you guys, and I, I just tell you like it is because you know I've made some dumb decisions in the past. Well, needless to say, a few weeks later, just when you know you get that notification that the month is over and they're gonna be, you know, giving you the final report as to how much you made this month. I instead got an email from AdSense letting me know that I was banned from AdSense and no longer allowed to use it because of invalid click activity. Oh, man, that broke my heart. That was $84 that I thought I had in my pockets, but they caught me, they found out, and that was the end of that. Now, since then, you know, 10 years passed, and, you know, I learned my lesson and I wasn't even interested in doing that anymore because, you know, I was getting into Internet marketing and I, and I, I found out how, how you can put great content out there. And one of the ways of monetizing your content is by using AdSense. Now, I knew that part, um, but I was doing it differently now. So I went and reapplied and I got denied. A, over a decade later. Now, here's the thing. Google is a very powerful company and they have a ton of money. So with, with that being said, me being an AdSense um, person, even if I'm making a few thousand dollars a month, that is insignificant to them. And I've, I, I, I've, I remember looking in the past and seeing that people who had their AdSense accounts banned were, were just not getting them back. Yes, there were the rare exceptions when people did get it back, but I'll, I'll just let you know, it is close to impossible for you to get your AdSense account back. I have not been able to get my AdSense account back. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, well, then how are you making money with AdSense? Well, two things, and I'm, I'm just going to be real with you. Number one, um, I actually, when I first started doing AdSense again on my biology site, I was doing it under my wife's name, and I'm 100% okay with that. My wife and I were one, and she's all for it. And um, so she created an AdSense account, and she put, and we put her code on the site, and that is how I started making money with AdSense. Um, I'm not sure if this is something that you're comfortable with doing, but this is something that my wife and I are both comfortable with. However, uh, as interactive biology grew, I decided that it was necessary for me to make an, an entity. Uh, so I created an LLC for interactive biology, making that a separate entity. And I, I, we opened a new account under the name interactive biology. And that is another option, depending on how serious your online business is. If you do think it's something that, okay, this is a business that I am building, then you might want to consider creating an entity under the name uh, Lean Body Works. So Lean Body Works LLC or whatever the case might be. Now, this is not legal advice. I am not an attorney, so don't listen to anything that I say. And I'm just saying that because, you know, I don't want to get in, into, into any legal troubles. Um, but in my opinion, just from what I've, I, I'm doing... I am building something online that's significant. And because of that, I've created that LLC to take things to the next level because I know that this is going to be something that's expanding and growing and so on. And by doing that, I was able to create an AdSense account under the company name. Um, so that's another thing that you may want to do. However, Now, so let's say you don't want to do this um, and you want another option. There are 
other options. There are other ad networks that you can join that you can show ads on your site and get paid per click or paid per action or anything of that sort. And here are a few of them. I have not used any of these, but here are some that I've seen other people recommend. Number one, there's AdBright. And I'll link these up in the show notes. AdBright, A-D-B-R-I-T-E. Then there's Bidvertiser, Chitika, Clicksor, and Legit. Legit is L-I-J-I-T. And that's actually a company that I saw, um, well, I met them at Blog World when I went to New York for the last Blog World. And they're doing some similar things where you can put ads on your site and get paid per click, get paid per impression and a number of different um, ways. Um, so those are some options that you have, even outside of AdSense. If you can't you know, reopen your AdSense account or something of that sort. Now, there is one downside, and I know this is probably something that's going to affect you. Those ad networks don't work on YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google, so Google, so that's going to be all AdSense. And if you can't have an AdSense account, then it makes it much harder to put those ads in your videos. There are ways of doing the, that, but that's beyond anything that I know of. Um, so th- those are the options that I know of. Unfortunately. AdSense, Google is not very good at, you know, listening to your individual situation and then, you know, determining that, you know, this person is trying to do something legitimate, even if they may not, they were doing it the wrong way in the past. Well, you know, it's kind of the thing where it's one strike and you're out, unfortunately. And I don't like that, but that's the way it is. Uh, So I hope that helps you in some way, Um, Kathy. I hope it answers your question, and I hope you're able to uh, still do something so that you can make money with advertising on your blog. Lastly, we have a question from Paul. So take it away, Paul. Hi, Leslie. This is Paul from Connecticut, longtime listener, first-time caller. My question is regarding having a blog that's related to the industry I work in. And I'm curious how you handled that with regard to the university and your biology blog, whether you had to get any permission from them to do that or if your contract with the university allowed you to do side projects related to what you were teaching at the school. I'm just concerned that if my employer finds out I'm doing a blog in the same industry, they may come down on me about it. And I guess related to that, should I consider doing a nom de plume or nom de blog using a different name on my blog than my real name, except that would diminish my credibility? Uh, Thanks for everything you do. I really enjoy your podcast. Thanks. All right. Thanks for calling that in, Paul. Excellent question. Now, there's a few things that I want to point out. Well, one main thing that I want to point out, uh, the reason I was hired Well, a big part of the reason why I was hired was because of what I was doing online. So my blog actually helped to land me my job. That was the thing that convinced them, hey, they need to to give this guy, uh, 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 they need to take him seriously, even though he doesn't have a PhD, even though he's not a physical therapist, even though he's not a doctor. Let's take this guy seriously because we see what he's doing online. Um, so, so that was a part of why they hired me. 
No, that's not. That's obviously not going to be your situation. But I just wanted to point that out because th- that to me is a significant factor. Now, as a part of my application process, um, when they offered me the job, I made sure to ask that very exact question: Is it okay for me to continue doing what I'm doing on my online? Is it okay, even though this is a business, this is something that I am making money on and it's very much relevant to the content? And his response was, yes, please continue doing it. We love the fact that you're doing it. In fact, you can use some of our resources, like our equipment and our other things that we have here, if that's going to help you to build what you're doing online. Now, that to me was, that, that, that really put me at ease. And... And if he had said no, I don't know that I could say that I would have the job today because I am too passionate about what I'm doing online. To be able, you know, in the last month, every time I tell you guys stats for my biology blog, uh, it's significantly higher than what I told you last time. In the last month, over 52,000 people, over 52 unique, 52,000 unique visitors from all over the world have been able to access my blog, learn from my content, get you know the video training and all the stuff that I've been doing. Over 52,000, over 65, almost 66,000 visits to the site. Um, 170-something thousand paid views. That's a significant amount of people. And for me to walk away from being able to help those people, I just... Don't see myself doing that. Um, so I made sure to ask that question. There's a key thing there. I think it's very important to be honest and 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 what and to be honest and let people know exactly what's going on. If if you think that that's something that can help. Now it depends on your job. It depends on your employer. My guess is that you think your employer would not like it, and that may be the case. And if that is the case, then you might want to be you, you might want to be careful with the way you address that, and even if you address it in the first place. Now, I personally believe that anyone can be convinced. And if I could, if you could position this in a way where you can demonstrate to your employer that it gives you more credibility in your niche, and since you work at that place, wherever it is you work, that's just an added benefit to your employer, then why not? Okay, If you think you can position yourself in a way to talk to them in a way that will let him know or him or her know that this is something that does add value, um, even though it's something that I'm doing on my own, it helps to build credibility for me. And if there's more credibility for me, there's more credibility for this organization. If you think that's a conversation that you can have, then feel free to, to open up the, the lines of discussion. I think it's, it's you know, I think it's very important to be able to do that. Now, every job won't allow for that. And you need to know your situation. You know your situation better than I know. Um, so that may not be something that you should address. But if you think that you can sell it, then why not sell it? Now, if you can't, or if you think you can't, and you're very sure, you know what, this is not going to go over well, 
I honestly don't see a problem with using an alias. Um, I don't think it necessarily makes you any less credible as long as you're being genuine. Okay, so you're using a different name. Um, that is not necessarily a bad thing. One of the people that I know and respect the most is a very well-known blogger. He's known by so many people all over the world. I mean, he is big. He's he big stuff when it comes to credibility, when it comes to connections, when it comes to putting content out there and having a lot of people um, consume that content. He is very well known. And he uses an alias. In fact, he's even open about the fact that he uses an alias. And the first time I heard this, I was a bit disappointed. But then I thought about it and I thought to myself, you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. You're being genuine. You're, you're offering value. You're helping tons of people. But you're just using a different name. I see no problem with that. Um, not only that, but it helps to protect your privacy. And if you're someone that's concerned about that, um, then why not use an alias? Me, personally, I'm not too concerned about that. I am a very open book. I don't, I mean, my business is all out there. And, you know, some people ask me if I'm crazy to do that. And maybe I am. But I just don't mind people getting to know the real me. Um, and I just put my stuff out there. You know, to me, it, to me, it's fun. To me, I help. it helps me to establish connections with others. And I really enjoy that. So the key thing is, even if you're using an alias, make sure you're being authentic. That is important. Be authentic. Provide value. Uh, share stuff that's going to help people to accomplish their goals. And if you're doing that with your name um, or if you're doing it with another name, it doesn't matter. What matters is the impact that you will be able to have. So, Paul, I hope that answers your, questions, your question. And that's pretty much all the questions I have. Once again, if you have questions that you would like me to answer on this podcast, becomeablogger.com slash feedback, or you can call the hotline and I will play the hotline at the end. I hope you got a lot of value from that. Even those of you that didn't call in those questions, I hope you, you were able to pull some tips out of that that can help you as you build your blog and as you build your online business, something that you're creating that's going to inspire others and change the world. I want to remind you again, if you want to check out my brand new 100% free uh, training on email marketing setup, go to emailmarketingsetup.com, 10 free videos to get you started building your email marketing campaign. The most important asset is your list, and I'm going to help you to get that up and running. Um, so head on over there, emailmarketingsetup.com. This podcast, as usual, brought to you by becomeablogger.com. Come over to the blog, interact with me, learn, share, all of that fun stuff. Let's create content that's going to inspire people and change this world that we live in, that we live in. So that's all for this episode. Until next time, who knows, I might have a son by then. <laughs> Until next time, take care and God bless.